Welcome to the Scandinavian Mind podcast, our weekly show about how technology is changing the creative industries. Today on the program, how to design furniture in the metaverse. We are revisiting a live talk with Gustav Winst, a furniture designer who is exploring and pushing the boundaries for how to design using AR and VR technologies. In this conversation, we talk about Gustav's journey from working at the truck manufacturer Scania to becoming a leading designer on the Swedish design scene. His collaboration with Alexander Ligavik, how he is revolutionizing traditional prototyping and sketching processes, and we delve into Gustav's unique aesthetic approach. This conversation was recorded at Virtual Creatives Live, an event series we are doing in collaboration with Link & Co. This was the second edition which took place earlier this week in Stockholm and the next edition is on February 15 next year at the Lincoln Co. showroom in Stockholm. Follow our newsletter not to miss out on that invite. My name is Conrad Olsson, editor-in-chief and founder of Scandinavian Mind and here now my conversation with Gustav Winst. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you so much. Um, Gustav, I never forget the first time I saw your works. It was at the uh, uh, Furniture Fair here in Stockholm at the, um, uh, was it the Greenhouse exhibition? Yeah. Yeah, the exactly. kind of exhibition for up and comers. Mm. Uh, you really had this cool uh, new type of aesthetics, which I really enjoyed. But having learned more about the way you work, it may be even more intrigued. So we've been covering your work in, in, uh, in Scandinavian Mind, and um, we wanted to invite you here to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, but before we get into how you create your yeah. things, which we <laughs> kind of show here in the background, exactly. um, you have a different kind of starting point for a designer. You, 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 you worked at Scania, mm, which I is did. this big truck uh, manufacturer, I guess, in the south of Stockholm. Yeah. Uh, Talk about how, did, how that began. Well, I, I intended to go into design from the get-go, but I had this idea of if you had the engineering <laughs> degree as well, it would like boost you up a bit higher above the <laughs> others. But I realized quite quickly, even though I, I read manufacturing in, uh, or mechanical engineering in product development and design, you needed a higher degree of design to get into those kinds of work. So when I moved to Stockholm and they figured out that I also had a truck driving license, I was like picked up by Scania like that. <laughs> Didn't really have a choice. Um, but I worked there for three years just doing like uh, testing of the new trucks basically uh, and learned a lot. But I, I still wanted to go into further design so I I went from there to Beckman's uh, School of Design and uh, graduated 2021. So was there anything that you learned at Scania that you brought with you in your uh, design journey? Absolutely. Uh, first and foremost, the, the VR part, which I'm here talking about today. Uh, like, when at Scania, because it's a huge company and they have production in like Brazil and they have like a lot of different areas where they're active. Uh, when they talk to each other about like many f mechanical things, like things that can't be lost in translation, they had this room where they both went in, like one in Brazil and one in, in Stockholm or in Sertelia, 
and then they put on the goggles and then they can like pick out pieces from the truck and like point this bolt right here needs to be changed or whatever. Uh, and that just got me thinking when, when I started going more into design that like this might be useful in this area as well just to do collaborations or to to like branch out out of Stockholm or your neighbors and actually do collaborations with people abroad or stuff like that. So this was actually something that you, the uh, technology, a tool that you brought with you into the, the, the design field. It was not sort of handed to you in the design field. Can you talk about that clash between the kind of the traditional way of, <laughs> of creating a, a piece of furniture and, and your way of doing it? Uh, like the biggest clash is probably that the, the industry isn't really that prone on adapting. <laughs> like the, there's this way that you do it and uh, people are quite used to it and quite comfortable in it uh, so it's a big struggle for me to actually get to use the actual potential of this like I use it every day for sketching and for like presenting and, and stuff like that but the the main goal is for manufacturers to realize the advantages of me sitting at home and them being at their location whether it being in Småland or at like another country and me being able to show my designs and we can like talk about them in real time around the piece of furniture in like scale one to one which is way better than sending renders and then having a discussion about it over teams or actually going there which is, which is like both climate wise and everything like that Right, right. So describe this process for for a dummy who who doesn't <laughs> you have no experience. You you bring on the headset, you have these controls, and you go into some kind of software environment, <laughs> and you start. Uh, that's what we're showing here, yeah. basically. But talk about how does it work? Well, like it's like any CAD software. Like you you build stuff out of the with like dots and lines, which face or uh, surfaces are dragged around. And I've been using like I've been using SolidWorks since I was 14, so like more than half my age. Um, and that is a great tool for doing very like strict design things. Uh, always everything measured and everything perfect. But with these kinds of things, you can see like the little dots that you use to drag there. They're called NURBS, and that's a, that's another type of like 3D modeling, which is called. Uh, uh, modeling, surface modeling, basically. Um, <laughs> so in using that, I can do a lot of more like organic shapes. And usually, I do start with SolidWorks, and I import the files in there. And then, I, if I have to do something which is very flowy or like cushions or something that I need to experiment with, that's it's just the perfect place to be uh, because you have the like the real size of the piece of furniture that mm. you're working on. Mm. And, but the potential of actually collaborating in this kind of, uh, forgive the term, metaverse uh, environment where many people can kind of join from, from different fields. You're saying that the industry is not really there yet to adapt to, to these technologies? What has the experience been? Because now you're actually producing stuff for, yeah. for uh, companies. I think everyone is very interested in it. And especially like co-designers are, are popping up here and there. Like people are actually starting to use it, in this, use it in the same line of business that I am in. But to like get over the threshold and get companies to actually buy a headset and then meet me in this meeting room and work with it like that. Mm. Uh, I haven't really gotten around to a com or found a company that is willing to do that yet. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, uh, I'm working on them. 
slowly but surely. So what are the benefits? Uh, we, uh, we've talked before about uh, mm. sort of the, the, the benefits of, of prototyping. You can do that in a whole different fashion mm. uh, I I in the digital space. Mm. Well, like, if, if you compare it to like physical prototyping, say I'm, I'm doing a collab with someone and like the optimum circumstances, we are living next door to each other and we also have the manufacturer next door to us and we have a huge location, a fucking warehouse where we can do whatever and we can go in there, we can draw up things, we can get any type of models in there for reference and then we do hundreds of prototypes. Like it, you, you hear, it sounds crazy, but in the digital world this is like so so easy. We can just like meet up in this meeting room where we where we can draw stuff, we can combine stuff, we can draw on the same thing at once without like getting in each other's way and and then you can invite the product development team from the manufacturer to just go in and have like from the get-go in the in the beginning of the process. Um, so overall it's just you basically skip the first step of prototyping because you already have the dimensions, you already have the feel of like the size and the use and and everything like that and you get rid of all the traveling basically. Right, right. I'm, I'm guessing there's another way of document the process as well if you have physical uh, 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 prototypes you can kind of see you know mm. a b c d this yeah, is how yeah. it progressed how does that work in a digital uh, environment do you save like versions of it uh? yeah i do uh, it, it's usually just starting off with one and then you copy it and then you tweak it a little and then you copy it again and tweak it a little <laughs> this is how you copy it by the way <laughs> uh, so I think there's a, there you can see like different versions of it, but it's mm. not, usually that's what it looks like, that I just drag the one and then I change it a little bit. Right, right. But then again, like companies are still very prone upon having these like really detailed sketches and you know, a mood board with a leaf and a little sunshine and you know, it, it, it visually it needs to look great and this is still kind of rough. <laughs> So it's it's not that intriguing in the in the process to to share those kinds of things, even though this is like video wise, I, I think it's it's quite visually fun. Oh, for sure. Then there's a lot of a whole lot of opportunity to create content around uh, the product. I, I would imagine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So talk about your aesthetics. You know, that's one of the things that grabbed me with your work the first time I saw it. You did this uh, like bookshelves, which was inspired by this you know sneaker type uh, yeah. aesthetics. I I think uh, anyone who looks at, at the works that you do, uh, 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 you know, just going into your website, <laughs> it's not this kind of white, clean, uh, minimalistic, Scandi uh, type tradition that you, you work in. It's much more maximalistic, it's much mm. more, I don't know, pop culture or street culture. How would you sure. describe your own uh, aesthetic? Kind of like that. <laughs> no, but it's uh, like, I'm, I'm not really that... Um, I didn't come from furniture design. I'm like I'm not I'm not a furniture geek that got into design school to make my contribution. Uh, I don't like look at the the old classics to remodel them in in my way. I I just take inspiration from uh, what I'm inspired by, which is more like coming from mechanical engineering. It's the 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 processes behind manufacturing. Like I can I can see a weld of a bit of welds and being like that's nice or just as a, a production method or anything like that and then you spin on on that and also just like subcultures or fashion or I think it's important to take some uh, 
to take inspiration from other places than what people before you have. Uh, and, and I think it's a it's a good thing not to be too into the into the same field that you're in. Sure, sure. Yeah. I mean, we're excited about it, and it seems like the industry is it's resonating with the industry as well. So talk about some of the collaborations and, and, and work that you have done with, with companies so far. Uh, well, I've, right now, uh, I'm working on, like, VR-wise, I'm working with Alexander Liervik, uh, a like, renowned designer who's, who contacted me after the fair because he saw the work that I did in VR, and he was kind of the, he was very early on adapting on 3D modeling, so see he uh, he did that. He did 3D printed his brain yeah. at one of the shows. I remember a few yeah. years back, maybe 10 years or so. Yeah, yeah. He on. did an MRI scan and then he 3D printed it and made it into a lamp. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he contacted me just because he, he like he thought it looked interesting. So that was a super experience for me because it was the first time that I actually collaborated with someone in VR even though he didn't like know the program we just met in that environment and then we could discuss things and I can build and he can just like you know come in with pointers and we can we can have a discussion about it it, it was a good way of of learning how that would would work in the future I guess and also having someone that renowned telling me that it like this this will change the game that's uh, that's a good testament to what it's actually capable of i think and what can you say about the outcome of that collaboration can you it, it's going to be um it's going to be a, <laughs> a digital uh, world basically uh, based on what we talked about the the design process of like from the first prototype to the latest one so we have a quite big space on the furniture fair this year where we exhibit three uh, armchairs which we've made or which are the like the finished product of what we were able to to do in uh, in this VR world but we're also exhibiting the the digital way there mm. so three chairs 50 square meters and then the rest is just filled with digital ghosts mm. <laughs> exciting stuff I'd like to have, I, I want to, to have you kind of reflect or, or maybe look in the crystal ball a little bit because I mean what you're doing is obviously very concrete, you're designing stuff, it becomes a physical product. Mm. Uh, the opportunities for VR and AR, it's, as it's been discussed uh, uh, you know, a lot the past couple of years, we've seen companies like Meta, Facebook going yeah. into it, Apple just launched their, mm. their headset uh, with, 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 uh, uh, which a lot of people are, are looking forward to. Um, where do you see this is going? I mean, you talked about collaborating. Are there other things you're excited about doing in, in, in these worlds? Yeah, uh, like just now they released the, the new version of the, the, the VR headset that I'm using, which has like this really great pass-through thing. So usually I'm in this world, like this endless landscape of gray. <laughs> uh, but now you're able to actually see your surroundings and like I can sketch things and I can put them down on the floor and like visually get an idea of how they look in the environment. Right. Uh, so both for me to, to do stuff and, and get them in comparison to other pieces of furniture or other, well, uh, surroundings mm. is great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but also like, it opens up doors to using it in um, more of like spatial design, I guess. You can actually walk in an, in an apartment and like put up shelf just by putting a block there, copying it down, still copying it, <laughs> and then 
you know, b build these like walls or surfaces that, that aren't there, but when you're in this world or when you have these glasses on, you, you can really get a feel of the space on an entirely different level or like compared to if you tape it on the floor or if you do a mock-up in paper or whatever the other options which, are. Which you're doing yourself right now at home, right? Or yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm furiously trying to make a good solution for our living room. Which is like, I, I, I can, can't stop just doing new versions, but it's basically me with a VR headset in our living room, just like dragging out new walls and trying out this, and like, if the kitchen eye wouldn't be here, could I just... And it's actually, you, as I said, like, you, you get a feel of how it actually is, because the, the mind is crazy like that. It's, it doesn't need to be there for you to actually get a good, good sense of it. Mm. And I, I, got a, I got a view of that, like, last week when my my son came up he's two and a half years old and he wanted to try <laughs> so i had i had these chairs that me and Lierbeek have been working on like three of them just standing in front of me and he started pulling on my legs so i just knew and cry so he, he took them on and he was like it, it was crazy to see someone who doesn't really have a point of view of like what is reality and what isn't also probably terrifying for him that it's like ghost chairs surrounding him all the time but he, like, he walked around them and inspected them in a way which he would if it was physical products. Right. Uh, which was kind of fun to see because if, you're, if you give it to a, a person that knows better, <laughs> like, they, they would realize it and they would, they would still try to like, what is this? Mm. But, but for him it was just, it, it was real enough to like go around and try to look under and everything like that, which, which says a lot, I think. Mm. Do you, is there a future where you only design for the digital worlds? I mean, you're still doing physical things. That's the kind mm -hmm. of the end product. How do you see uh, your work progressing in that regard? I, I still feel like I want to do physical products. Um, I, I, the opportunities to do things that are just meant for metaverse or like for a digital showroom or anything like that, it seems weird to me to design a share not to sit on. Mm -hmm. uh, but then again, maybe. Maybe in the future, I don't know. Uh, right now I think it's a great tool for me to use in the prototyping stage and then go on to do the physical product. Uh, but it all depends on what the future gives. All right. So, uh, show's coming up in, in the beginning of February, uh, Design Week, uh, you have your kitchen going on. Hmm. Is there anything else on the horizon that you're excited about right now that uh, you know, you're testing or experimenting with? Uh, it's a lot for February right now. Hmm. Uh, both, uh, both the exhibition with Alexander Lierwijk and I have a product launch with, a, with another Swedish company as well on the furniture fair. So, that's what I'm focusing on, and I have these other projects that are kind of in the air, but right. we'll see about them. Well, we'll keep an eye on your career, and thank you so much for sharing your insights and for sharing so much inspiring work. Uh, thank you. everybody. All right. That was my conversation with Gustav Vinst, recorded live at the Lincoln Co. showroom in Stockholm. You've been listening to the Scandinavian Mind podcast, and we are now on the home stretch for 2023. 
but don't worry we have a lot of content to cover before we close out for the holidays and bunch more planned for earlier next year so we'll do just a short break during christmas and new year's and i can't wait to share with you what we have in store make sure to follow our newsletter not to miss out on any upcoming content and events visit scandinavianmind.com newsletter until next week goodbye